Welcome back to the original judo podcast, guys. I'm James Austin, and I'm joined again for the second week running by the man of the hour, Mr. Fitzroy Davis. How you doing, Fitz? You good? Hi, James. Yes, really good. How are you? Um, get in there, get in there. A uh, little bit of movement. Hopefully, we can be back trying to do some judo. It looks with the signs, with everything what the government says. So, uh, hopefully, we can do something. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, it's starting, like, starting to feel yeah, like, yeah, like, light at the end of the tunnel, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then come off a big weekend for, I guess, uh, judo, certainly on the international circuit. We had the Tel Aviv Grand Slam. Some fabulous British results. Um, Going to go through those today. Um, and then... Yeah, I think the other bit of British judo news was obviously the retirement of Sally Conway. And I think we'll come to that in due course. Uh, but first off, going to the tournament, I thought there was some absolutely fantastic judo on display. Uh, a few surprise winners for me. Um, and also like a bit of sorting out some domestic rivalries. I think certainly there was a couple of Georgian heavyweight boys who fought each other. Um, the French lightweight girls. The two Slovenians at 63s and the two Dutch at 70s came up against each other. And I think at the start of the Olympic year, some of those might be uh, quite important yeah. fights to have had. Yeah, but we still, they've still got five, four or five months still to go through. So it's really one nil to every it is because it's just start, it's just beginning. So yeah, they've had some some people have had some good results. Some people have some bad results. And some people, are, you know, maybe not have enough mat time. Maybe, you know, I mean, just just how it is. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see them players again, battle it all out again. They're doing a domestic, their domestic uh, rivalries. So we'll see, we'll see. Any uh, any judo stand out to you from the weekend, Fitz? I know there's two or three things that I quite liked, um, but yeah, anything that stood out to you? Well, what stood out to me was the scoring because I'm still trying to work out what's a throw and what's not a throw. So that's what stood out to me because I'm seeing people going over and some people are on the side, some people are here, and then they're talking about if their arms in or the arms out, you know, then I seen one throw, somebody got thrown on the shoulders, right? But the last time I seen your shoulders was connected to your back. So, so they landed on the back to me, but because it went on the shoulders, they gave no score. And if you, if you get thrown on your bum, last time I looked, your bum was connected to your back. Mm. It wasn't to the front. So I just, just a bit confusing that you know some fights where people were getting you know spinning out landing on their shoulders yeah that's a score no score you know what I mean and yeah so and then the referee was um, now they're called um, what was Neil calling them now um, supervisors right Super, supervisors so You've got the referee in the middle and then you've got supervisors on the outside who are supervising the referee in the middle. So it's more or less like VAR. Yeah. VAR 
yeah, for judo now, but but they've called it a posh world by calling it supervisors. So I'm just there. Uh, um, so the man in the middle is supervised because really he's not really doing any refereeing now because the supervisors are telling him more or less what to do. So you see a referee, there's a referee what made a couple of their own initiatives and because it went wrong, the supervisors then changed the score and whatever. You ain't seen them referees now, they'll be going back down now to the um, EJU events or blah, 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 because they get marked down because they've got it wrong because now the supervisors have to intervene and change the score and whatever. Like there, was it... Um, Somebody was getting strangled, the Dutch. Mm. Um, she had the strangle on, the girl never tapped, said she never tapped. Referee give you a pawn. Next to it, no. Uh, yeah, that Pauline, Pauline's fight, Pauline. Yeah, yeah Pauline fight against the other Dutch girl. Van Dyke. Mm. Van Dyke, yeah, Van Dyke. Now, you got to remember, this. all right, Van Dyke went on to win the fight, yeah? What had happened if it was Pauline, it was a Wazari up. Van Dyke has got the strangler. Van Dyke is pulling her head off. The referee then taps, yeah? She, I mean, she taps, yeah? Yeah. The referee, she then gets up and says, oh, I never tap. Then now Van Dyke has lost the position of where she, because I never put her back into the position. Yeah, like I was surprised that they never put the, her back in the position for that. I mean, again, I, I'm the same as you. I think there are a few, well, quite a few inconsistencies with the refereeing over the weekend, but that was a big one. Yeah. They stopped They stopped the fight, they gave the upon, waved it off, and then didn't put her back. Put her back into the position? Hmm. They just went, carry on? And if it was the other way around, and it was Van Dyke who was, was Larry down, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd be going, hang on a minute. Yeah, I was in a strong position for her to tap now, and then Van Dyke. If Van Dyke went on to lose a fight, what would have been the outcome? What yeah. would you, you know what I mean? Because there would be a very, very strong argument that she had the strangle on, and everybody could see her eyes. She was ready to tap. Don't get me wrong. She a couple more. She was ready. Yeah, to you tap. give her the, give her that time. Yeah, yeah, and mm. the referee was thinking of the care of the athlete could see that the strangler was on it was on and she was and he you know don't want to looking after the athlete i must admit the referee was looking at and he just went a little bit earlier and then he got he got punished for it really so do you do you allow them to put somebody out break somebody's arm do whatever as a referee you allow mm. that to happen or don't can't you take your initiative and say, look, if this person carries, they're going to get injured. There could be you could kill somebody on the mat because the person doesn't want to tap. So you know, just um, I was a bit a bit confused about that. That's all. That was what, my only. What do you think? If we if we if we stick with the referee for a minute or two, there was a couple of things that I thought that I was I was quite pleased that they aren't giving a huge amount of the like hand sokomaki for the head landing at this event i think i understand why they've brought that ruling in you know i think it can lead to some really serious issues but i think landing on your head 
can be very accidental. And certainly the, after they initially brought it in, there were a lot of disqualifications. But looking at the judo this last weekend, it doesn't seem to be something they're enforcing as much. No, no. Because there, there was a few people spinning out on the mm. forehead, spinning out and going. So, yeah, yeah. they didn't. They didn't they or didn't using the head in. to stop yeah, the throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, and then the other that. one, you have you seen the new kind of katagaruma? Um I know Malay, the Israeli, does it, but you've got the couple of the Georgians do it as well, where they're off both sleeves and they duck under and then come backwards. Yeah. yeah. What's happened to the bridging backwards rule? Like under old katagaruma rules, you couldn't dive backwards off that. Yeah, but again, it's, it's almost been forgotten off this new kind of rule set. Yeah. Because it's because they're it's trying gone. to bring a Katagruma back and it's innovative, people have gone, oh, that old rule doesn't apply. Yeah, but you're throwing backwards mm. and you, if you're throwing backwards, you're not, you haven't got no control in what you're doing because you're throwing backwards. And that yeah. was the reason why they stopped it in the first place. Mm. But then now, because it looks a bit spectacular, I think, I think they're going to come on to it and say, well, I'm going to, how can you throw backwards and not know what your opponent's doing or whatever? Because there could be, you know, so, yeah. So I think that they will come back into that. They'll come back into that and somebody will come along with one of their little red books and go, yeah, sorry, that's a legal move. Sorry, try something else. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to try and throw some video up under the chat for this. So if anyone listening is lucky, check it out on the Original Judo Pod YouTube page. And um, hopefully, whilst you're listening to mine and Fitz's beautiful voices, we'll get the videos playing underneath. <laughs> um, on to the judo itself. Obviously, from a British perspective, the huge result was Chelsea Giles. Um and obviously within that, for me, the, the semi-final, I'm sure, as everybody's been talking about, the win over Kelmendi was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. I was really um, happy for her. I haven't seen Chelsea for a bit, but usually every time she does well, I have to bow to her. So this time, Chelsea, <laughs> if you're listening, you do get a bow from me, but not a big bow. We get a, 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 a little bow. So, because every time when she's won or she's done something well, I said, the only way you're going to get a bow from me if you if you become Olympic champion. And I'll go <laughs> on my knees and bow. And so, so, so that's a little thing me and her have a laugh and joke about. So when I see her, I'll just give her a little say, yes, Chelsea, and she'll, and she'll have that big smile and start laughing. But yeah, it was really good. Silly to, to, um, to take out the commandies. Kelmendi, yeah, yeah, Kelmendi. Yeah, you try, you try to drop all these names of knowing <laughs> that I can't say the name, but it's all right. I've got you sussed. <laughs> Obviously, everyone talks about the throw. Everyone's talking about the big throw. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, what killed the fight was the gripping. Like she controlled the gripping. She never let Kelmendi settle. I, she never let Kelmendi bully her, which is what Kelmendi yeah, is so yeah. good at. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she, she got it. She got it spot on. Today she got it spot on. She got the, the pattern right, everything right. So it's a good confidence boost for her to know that she can um, tussle with the top four because mm. that's what it's got to be all about. Because at the Olympics, 
you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat at least one of them guys to be in the frame to get a medal. And now she knows that she she's beat one of them. I think the rest she'll she'll um, give a boost of confidence to go on against um, the others. So it it was a good it was a good performance from Chelsea. Yeah. Great performance from Chelsea Giles. Um, some other strong British performances as well, like Ashley taking fifth, Stuart McWatt taking fifth. Um, mm-hmm. I think big step up for Stuart. It's the first time he's been in a medal fight in a Grand Slam, I think, which was great to see. Yeah, yeah. But then he got injured, didn't he? You know what I mean? And so he's, he's injured. So hopefully he's got a speedy recovery to come back. But, you know, you do, you, you work your way get all the way to that and then it's like somebody's upstairs just watching and just you know boom shoulder I think it's his shoulder I'm not too sure but so but I hope he has a speedy recovery well I hope it's not that bad that he can't go on to 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 more qualifying events because mm-hmm. yeah. you know you don't want to rush back and then make it even worse as a bigger injury so they're in a catch 22. They're really yeah. catch twenty two. Do you do you rush back and try and go, or do you or do you ease back and think right? Let's get it right. So, you know, if it was like another year left of qualifying, then that's a different ball game. When really we're at the, the final hurdle of all the events. So, and he's he's got the result as well. I mean, without the result, probably. He's got the luxury of taking the time because he's a little bit out of the way of qualifying. But having got the result, that kind of puts him back in the picture yeah, and uh, yeah. maybe opens up that pressure a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, uh, speedy recovery, Stu, Stuart. Um, the man who beat him in the semi-finals, the 81 kilos, uh, mm-hmm. this this is what I'm going to get wrong, Bolt, Boltaboyev, the Uzbek, the Uzbek. I loved his judo all day. I thought it was very unorthodox. Um, and then in the final, yeah, very great to see him, you know, causing some real, really big scores, some real damage, beating Malay, um, who also had some great judo on the day. But what did you think of that final? What, what did you think of the unorthodox judo on display there? Is that judo for you? Is it, is it something else? Right, okay. When Boodling came on the scene and Boodling was doing, uh, when everybody was attacking and countering and going off the side, everybody was ramping and raving about that, blah, blah, that, that's judo and everybody's, it's come round that we've come to, to this again. But the reason why this, um, the guy's judo works is because of the new rules. Mm-hmm. And the new rule is you can throw up the floor. You look at that fight uh, the uh, Mon- what's the guy's name? Uh, Malay Mongolian or uh, Malay, Iranian Mongolian? Malay. Yeah, Manat Malay. He um he got thrown twice off his attacks. Mm. So the Mongolian boy didn't do no attacks. I mean the um, Iranian the Uzbek, boy, the, Uzbek, I mean, the, Uzbek the Uzbek, the Uzbek, didn't do none attacks. So yeah. when you look at look at that, the first was Ari was off his attack. The second was Eric, was off his attack. So the man who was trying to do judo got beat. So that is now going to look like 
the idea was to spruce up judo and and make judo more fancy now that if they allow that to creep back in we're going to end up back where nobody's going to attack and then mm. it's going to be end up back onto the referees then to go oh you're going to have a shido you're going to have it because nobody will want to attack because you look now you drop on the floor and you can see people squirming squirming yeah. thinking oh I can get thrown off the floor. Oh, I can, and then you get then you get people who's attacking and not fully attacking because of no, they're gonna get dragged back. It, it, it's gonna be a drag back. So for me, yes, he won. He done well. But I think the wrong man, you know, I mean the, the rules rewarded the wrong guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um there's a big there's a big debate about it, and everybody's going that age, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like you've got two bears and the two bears have come in and bump and it's course it's cancelled one another now people say oh, that ain't judo but it is judo because at the end of the day they're throwing people onto the back or the throwing and the scoring so you know I, I think as well you've got to expect the players to adapt to the rules like it would be if, if the if the players aren't adapting to the rules, there's a, there's a problem somewhere, really. You know, I like the fact that they change the rules every Olympic cycle. Um, but you eventually, you end up seeing the players play to the rules. And that doesn't always lead to the British judo, but it does lead to things that help you to win. Um, yeah. I could, I could counter that back with um, the Mongolian boy when he fought Russell. Russell? Mm-hmm. And he did similar to Russell because Russell attacked him and he like and it wasn't even an attack, he just jumped onto the other side and got a yeah. Wazari. And Russell, I thought, was it was tight, it was a tight match, and it was something like that where it changed the fight because Russell was in the fight, and then when you've only got 30 seconds left or something. It's just about defending and whatever. And if you've got somebody you can defend and whatever, it's a tough one. It's a tough. So yeah. yeah, it worked for him in a fight before, but then it worked against him when he got into the um into the final. So you know, so it swings around. So do you I'm think these saying. are the rules that? I mean, do you think after the games, knowing that we're in a a smaller cycle, do you think the IGF are going to have time to change the rules? Do you think these are the kind of rules that they'll be looking at? This, the scoring, the um... yeah, yeah. I think I think they should. They should look at it. They should look at it. They should look at it. Uh, you know, they are. I think they are looking at it because they're trying to cut down the um, golden score, mm. the time in the golden score, because they don't want to see the 10, 20 minutes golden score. It's like average, average, like. Again, I was listening to Neil and he was saying that the average is about um, from one minute, one minute 30, there's something where somebody scored on or somebody's got something mm-hmm. against them. And that's what the referee is now looking at to doing. So if you know in golden score, you know that something's happening from one minute to one minute 30. It's going to happen yeah. somewhere along there. So... So oh, they have to, have to be a bit more clever now, guys, and start thinking about the fights and start thinking, 
something's going to happen. The referees are going to be looking to make something happen by yeah. then, one thirty, and then after that, you're in the gods of the referees. They'll change it or do something to you. Penalties and yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, I guess the last uh, thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of the event at the weekend, we saw a lot of the big names um, losing or losing fights that we maybe thought they would have won beforehand. So you had the likes of, obviously, Belodid and Curl uh, Mendy, um, both lost fights in an event this year. You know, so both came away with bronze. I think at the start of the day, we'd expected both of them to be on the top of the rostrum. Um, heavyweight men, you had Kapalik losing, I think, in the, I think, I, I didn't see him fight, but I saw he, he went out in the first round to Shishvili, lost to the other George and ended up with uh, bronze. And then you had, I think, Muki and on the women's side, Gahi, both losing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Are, are these guys still medal contenders for, for, right. for Tokyo? Right. What you got to, re- you got to remember, right? Everybody now is fighting hard to get something at the Olympic Games. And these boys and girls are doing the same thing. Now, do you want to do your best now or do you want you to do your best when you're at the Olympic Games? Now, I'm, I'm hoping that these people who missed out, whatever, they'll be the people that will be be fighting out at the Olympic Games. That's that's what my vision, I think, is going to be because you can't really talk about um, just because I've had a blip in the career. Yeah. They're all human. Everybody's human. Everybody's open to get beat. You can't then go keep going to judo, win, 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 win. You've got to see the character of the person when they get beat is when they come back for the next tournament. Now, if you can't take that, then bye-bye. I'll see you later. You ain't going to make the games. So you'll see how they bounce back in the next tournaments after that. So that's when you can make your judgments then. That's what I think anyway. No, I think it's a, I think it's a good point. I think you, we've, we've seen that in the, someone like Teddy this year, Reiner. Yeah who last year, relative for him, had an awful year in terms of judo. Um, And then come back, fight some masters and show that he's still the top dog. Um, The one one name down there that does make me go, I wonder if it applies to, because I think all of those guys, Kalmendi, Kapalit, Tashishvili, Muki, Gahi, they've all got losses. You know, the only one that Mm -hmm. makes you go, I wonder if it will have more of an impact on, more of an impact on the confidence is... um, the young Ukrainian Belodid, she went for so yeah. long without losing, and now she's had mm-hmm. a couple of tournaments back to back, start of the Olympic year, where yeah. she's come out, come away with a bronze, which is still by anyone else's standards a phenomenal result. But by her, uh, her own standards, you think mm-hmm. she's maybe got to be disappointed. Yeah, she's got to, she's got to dis- disappointed, but. There's a lot I feel what's going around with that girl. And I think it's the condition of con- making the weight. Because that girl, you can't tell me she's not, she's not coming in, she's not going back home and she's going to be weighing 52, 53 kilos. 
look how tall the girl is. Look, you yeah, whatever. She's not, she's not. So she's got to go back and she's constantly burning off that weight and whatever. And you and I know going back to back tournaments and going back to it, it takes its toll. It takes its toll on you. So, yeah, so this is what I think. I look at her, you know, if players can stay with her and to, to the four minute mark or the three minute mark, that's when you see her go start going down yeah. because it's, it's, it's taking toll on her. Where when she, when she was in the starting out, it was good. She was banging everybody in the first minute, two minutes and whatever, because, but now the players are now going, let's, let's hold out, let's hold out, let's, let's see what she's like in the fifth minute and sixth minute. Because that young French girl, I watched in the junior, I think it was a junior Worlds or the junior, she's strong, man. She's, she's, and, you know, strong left-hander. I think she's left, is she left? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, strong, strong. So I think the French have got a, a little, little one there because still got the Japanese girl to come in, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a three-horse race. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Brooklyn, yeah, France definitely put herself in the picture, beating um, beating the other French girl, beating the other French girl in the semi-final, and then, like you say, going on to beat Belodid, showing that she can beat one of the big, yeah, yeah, big two. Yeah, Um, so so I think um, they've put the catamounts of pigeon with the French with the forty-eight. I think if that girl has one more win, I think she'll seal her place to go into the games at 48. I think if she goes and she goes, uh, maybe. I think where you'll know, Paris. Mm. All the French team will be fighting Paris. So I think that day or that tournament is going to be the selections for all the French players. Because that's the home tournament where they all want to go and do well, and if you do well in there, and you get it, and you win it, or you, you know, what I mean, you, and you, you're gonna get the the nod for the games. Well, the I think watching Tel Aviv certainly uh, made me hungry to see some more judo the rest of this year. A little bit excited about the games coming up, and. Absolute pleasure, Fitz. Guys, if you're listening, um, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, find the YouTube channel. I am going to try and throw a video up there. And yeah, leave us a like. Let us know what you thought of the show. Take it easy. We'll catch you soon.